So um, this evening, I'd like to offer some reflections um, with the wish that they be some support. Um, And as always, um, just encourage you to listen in that uh, open, grounded way where you can really allow the words to be a rise and pass, not feeling like yeah, you have to engage and, and um, but also allowing the teachings to um, flow through the heart. Sometimes people say, listen with the heart and see what resonates. Um, So I want to speak of one of the paramis, these great qualities of heart and mind um, that are so uh, empowering of our practice and of the process of, of awakening. And um, Jill and I were talking and um, realizing that that just lightly we may, might touch on some or if not all of these is one of these great lists of great qualities and uh, we've already touched on quite a few of them renunciation has been mentioned equanimity uh, morality metta goodwill and um, this evening I'd like to talk about determination or resolve and next week, patience. So I, I sometimes feel like these are a really good pair. Renun- um, determination and patience. <laughs> so while I'm talking about determination, if you just sort of, yeah, patience. Yeah. But as always, you know, these great qualities have different facets and often overlap with other ones. And I also feel like it's so important to acknowledge that actually... Um, just by being here and and any degree of, of practice of you know, is is cultivating the paramis, these great qualities. It's it's and it's so often something some some something we're not even noticing. Right? Not even quite really acknowledging or appreciating how much patience and persistence and determination we're actually practicing, we're, that are actually being developed. And that these great qualities are you know, not only a huge support to, uh, our, you know, in our, in our lives, in our work, in our relationships, they're also, they really are what enable practice to flower and you know, to bear fruit. Um, And sometimes I think that sense of of rather than me doing it or, you know, I is this quality of patience is is what's helping support and this quality of generosity, you know, that actually it's like these qualities where we recognize them and we recognize them in ourselves, in others, when we make much of them, when we appreciate them, cultivate them are actually... That the sort of they become, they become the practice. They become the the way and the fruit. 
Um, so um, this word parami, different meanings, um, that sense of something that can carry you across the flood or the floods. And uh, so I want to just kind of spend a little bit of time just kind of touching on this sense of the, the, the floods or, you know, different ways we encounter difficulty or, you know, being pushed and pulled or carried away or blown around or, you know, sometimes very, very, uh, very subtle, sometimes very, very strong and how much that these, these qualities are what uh, helps us to um, find our way you know, amidst these forces and these um, difficult energies that come sometimes seem to come from within us, sometimes some seem to come from outside or from others. Um, and... This, um, uh, one of what I think of as the great principles in, 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 uh, in the Buddha's teachings, um, which is the sense that if it's the meeting of the difficulty or the hindrance or the, uh, the storm, the flood, it's the, actually the skillful meeting of that, understanding, knowing that, is where so much of the parami of these 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 uh, qualities that can then be the vehicle for a transcendence for crossing the flood are cultivated. You know, and I know from myself it's like again and again having to remember that that, that as that beautiful um, quote I wanted to bring up again that Jill mentioned: if it's in the way, it is the way. Well, it's a very pithy way of putting it. And that sense of how much we don't, don't do that. <laughs> it's an encouragement to all of us. Knowing that it's, you know, those times of challenge are, yeah, there's, as you, you all know, you know, there's so much, those are the times when we really, in a way, the, the wholesome qualities, the paramis, the, these these strengths actually come forth because they're, you know, there's a like yeah something it's like. So I wanted to share with you um, two quotes um, that I think help to sort of make this point. Uh, one first from Ajahn Lee. The important factors for anyone practicing to gain release from all stress and suffering are perseverance and endurance. For every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way. And that's, I mean, every time I just think there's, oh, you know, we wish it wasn't like that. Don't we? It's like, no, no, there must be another, there's an easier way or... Somehow that I'm missing the point, you know, there's some like, you know, bypass, you know, that road that they put round towns, it's like it goes quicker. Um, but actually, that isn't um, possible or even desirable, I think, in the end. Because so much of what we 
of what the heart, the, the power, the strengths, the beautiful qualities of heart, actually, again, they, they don't... What is the... Uh, I mean, maybe you have your own sense of this, that somehow it's, it's, it's when they're really called forth that, that we kind of fully... That, that, they, that they get a lot of development. Maybe when everything's going well and nothing's annoying, we don't have to bother about any patients... Don't need it right now, thank you. Oh, everything's fine. You know, and then boom. Um, and then also from Stephen Batchelor, um, without the devil to obstruct it, one could not create a path. For a path is kept open by overcoming the hindrances that prevent freedom of movement along it. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to also share a little story that I love, um, which I hope I'm remembering accurately enough from the teachings of Pema Chodron, a story she tells in I think, one of her books about um, early in her practice going in for an interview with her teacher and um, the way she tells it, you know, she went in and she's just like spilling the beans on how terrible, difficult life is and it's this and it's that. I don't know what to do and it's terrible and that went wrong and this is going wrong. And, and so she goes on and on the whole, the whole interview. That's my memory of it. Um, and then right at the end, her teacher sort of starts to walk her towards the door. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, he's going on and on, so yeah, let's. And as he's walking her towards the door, he, he says, um, "So I hope I'm paraphrasing accurately enough. Something like, yes, yes, that's it's this, yes, that's like when you're standing in the surf in the in the waves on the beach, and you're walking into the surf, and the wave comes in and knocks you over, and you're." down in the sand and you get the sand in your eyes and your mouth and your ears and you just get up you get up and struggle up and then you carry on and then another wave knocks you down and you're down again and you're trying to find your stand up and can't see and get the sand up your nose and then you carry on another wave knocks you down and you keep standing up and eventually the waves appear to be smaller I really like that. It's something about, yeah, the power of what I want to yeah talk about tonight, which is determination, resolve, and the the fruits of that. So um, I think maybe I, I want to just talk a little bit about some aspects of this and. And, and some aspects of maybe what it isn't. You know, sometimes you think about, you talk about the near enemy of a wholesome quality and sort of how it can, how it can be that sense of wise resolve, wise determination and unwise determination. You know, it's really interesting is look at things, occasions perhaps in ourselves or with others where we can 
see, you know, that the, there are ways in which that can kind of go wrong or kind of be linked with an unhelpful motivation or an unhelpful um, topic or activity. But as is often the case, isn't it, as this, I think Jill touched on this in a talk as well, the importance of remembering, of recollecting our goodness and how... If I would think, if any one of us, if you actually just reflect on your life or your, pra- or your practice or both, you know, recently and maybe going back and just consider or remember um, the, 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 the times when you, you did make an effort, you did make a resolve, a determination, and you did manage to follow it through. You know, I think again, it's that something about we forget all the bad, we forget all the good things. Remember the bad things. You know that Velcro for bad, Teflon for good kind of principle. I think it's like there's so much we can't. I think anyway, you could try this. I've been so I've been reflecting on this thing. I always think I'm not very good at resolve or determination, and then I started thinking about it. Well, (laughs) no, actually. yeah, there was that, and I followed through with that, and I followed through, ooh, I fo- ooh maybe I can. <laughs> maybe that quality is more active in, in me in my life than I realize, and in, in, in my practice. And I, so, so just that might be something you want to try, just consider, ah, yeah, you know, there has been that quality, it has been around, and then... Um, you know, again, to strengthen that sense of, yeah, that is possible, that does happen, and do you have that capacity, and celebrating and appreciating that is part of what makes it grow, isn't it? Like with any quality, because we can be so, well, at least for me, it's like, oh dear, you know, whoops, you know, resolve, whoops, slipped a bit there, yes, and somehow that seems to be more real or more sort of remembered. Yeah, so just just being here, isn't it? Just even getting here to retreat and then even staying, you know. It's like, there's some wise determination involved there. Really, quite a lot, probably. I know. And, and um, yeah, I wanted to try and say something about the, the importance of you know how you, you get these sort of resolves or determinations or, you know, sort of um, New, Year's resol- New, New Year's resolution syndrome where you're just like, yeah, right, I'm going to, you know, this and that, and I'm right, you know. <laughs> and this doesn't happen. You know, it happens for five minutes and then, oops, and it's kind of gone. And I feel like that sort of, you know, that sort of effort, and sometimes it doesn't happen in meditation, you know, and it's kind of, right, okay, now I'm really going to, you know. Um, there's something much more mm, gentle, grounded in wisdom, connected with patience, yeah? That is more, let it grow slowly, let it grow with, with, with a sense of learning what works, you know, what's a bit much, what's ends up being a bit of a dead end, and like, oh, okay, and adjusting. So that, you know, I think determination can have a bit this sense of, right, yes, something like that. <laughs> but maybe that's good, you know, sometimes maybe you need that, I don't know. 
but that it's a it's it's more to me like a clarity of commitment and a kind of um, like rising up of the heart and I I when I been reflecting this I think for me when the resolution or the determination has most been um, I could see two conditions and maybe other ones for you and other ones you know lots of other ones one is it um, is connected with a deeper purpose right or wish or longing you know one of those authentic kind of rooted in you you know not what anybody else told you but like why you are here doing this and I, that and it seems to me that if our resolutions even the simple resolution to come sit and follow the breath you know to 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 go and walk and actually feel your feet on the ground you know that if that is connected with if our deeper purpose, you know, why I'm doing, why I would do that, why I would make that intention or that, that determination. Just you see, I, I, I feel like that's, ah, yeah, I want to be happy, I want peace or that. I just, you know, what is that that then, if you're in touch with that, if you're aware of that, okay, it's like big support to the, effort involved in following following through so just like making a real really bringing together the sense of the deeper or the higher aspiration whatever that is for you with this maybe more small modest uh, let's just try and soften the belly a little bit when we walk okay very modest very immediate but totally connected with a deeper wish and longing and desire to, to find a way of walking on the earth at ease. Yeah, whatever it might be for you. And then somehow that maybe helps this, this uh, quality to um, support us and bring and strengthen a sense of persevering and which is of course another parami but seems to me really overlaps with determination which really overlaps with wise effort so anyway that's the way my mind works I see it all kind of it's like I've mentioned sometimes the uh, the image from John Peacock of the dharma being like a blancmange which is a big jelly in case you didn't know it's this big jelly sort of thing that you know that you, you know jelly jello jello that you know thing in a mold and you tap it in one place and the whole thing wobbles so it's it's all it's all it's all connected so to consider times you know in your life in your practice when you've been courageous and daring and doing something different I've been really um, recently playing with that a little bit of like just making the resolve to do something different. And it's been really interesting, like without even saying, right, I'm going to do this, just like, okay, let's, let's go and do that when I really usually wouldn't or, you know, just something you can play with on retreat as well. Um, 
that maybe bringing that element of playfulness in can, can be so helpful in lots of different ways. Um, so that resolve isn't just like this really serious, like, right, we'll just really get down to this. Oh, God. I'm tired already. <laughs> yeah. And then this, this sense of dedication or commitment, a kind of wholeheartedness, which also I feel is very, see again for me, the, the blancmange effect, it really seems to, to me to overlap with faith. So I wanted to share this quote from Sharon Salzberg. And yeah, so faith is the animation of heart that says, I choose life. I align myself with the potential inherent in life. I give myself over to that potential. The spark of faith is ignited the moment we think, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try. Isn't that the determination bit? I'm going to write, you know, let's do it. Let's try. And then the faith to see even, even in little ways, Yes, I can. I can do that. I can choose life. I can. I can choose to align myself with the potential. That's so beautiful, isn't it? It's like it's not even realized yet, but we're having faith in that potential. And again, that part of that word, potent, isn't it? Potent, potential. There's a power. There's a power in that. So, um, I was thinking about how how resolve can go wrong, and I've already obviously acted that out a bit, as is my wont. But the sort of overbearing, domineering, forcing, pushing, I was pressured, or sort of narrow-minded doggedness. You know, again, everything sort of narrows down, and maybe it's the way, like you say, when when resolve kind of loses its connection with the other qualities of wisdom and kindness and patience, and it's like gets into its own thing, you know, and starts digging away, you know, regardless. Competitive, <laughs> competitive, and just. Right, I'm going to, you know, because that will show them. Or show them, you know, I can do better than them or I can do as well as them. And, and again, I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to, maybe that's helpful for some people sometimes, but um, I, I can really leave you very dependent on a kind of sense, trying to figure out where on earth other people are so you can tell and then it means you've got to do more like them or less like them because they're obviously not doing it very well. Um, ambitious, acquisitive, acquisitive. I thought that's another way if we determine in the wrong way, it's like I'm going to get, right? I can feel myself tightening up as I say that. It's like, oh, am I going to get it? See if you've got a version in it, isn't there somehow? So can we um, maybe you know get a feel of wise determination? To me, feels much more like a choice. 
I don't know, that's not a word that comes up very much in Buddhist teaching, but feels more like that, more like pointing yourself in a particular direction and taking a little step in that direction, like a sort of, I'm going there rather than going there. It's like a like a choice that you, you make, you know, again and again, of course. And um, I wanted to share with you a poem, another group from Mary Oliver, which um, I think expresses at least some of this great quality of, the, of determination. The journey. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice. Though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. Though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, The stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds and there was a new voice which you slowly recognised as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world determined to do the only thing you could do determined to save the only life that you could save. So maybe one of the one of the things I hear in that is this sort of growing, deepening, strengthening sense of maybe being being uh, uh, more grounded in one's own sense of direction of maybe in connect connecting with the one sense of an inner guidance system. You might say being able to to, to more and more be could say self-correcting, self-reliant and how there's that sense in the sort of maturation of practice you know that sense of kind of growing up or something where you you just again and again realize that nobody can do this for you you know it's like it's that big I don't know parent in the sky or just like some please just let me ah so, you know, <laughs> wanting someone to, you know, or the magic wand or something like that. And uh, so n- this sense of being able to follow through and how, how strengthening that is to our sense of, of trust in, uh, yeah, I guess the growing sense of the paramis in, in our own mind and heart. But also... It's, it seems equally true that we need each other. 
That's a paradox or something. Or a, anyway, both and. How many times, certainly for me, many times in my practice and in my life, it's actually been someone else who's helped to hold me to faith or, you know, sense of going in a good direction, a sense of not giving up hope, you know, that it's been someone else who has looked at me and seen the goodness and seen the potential when I couldn't. So we also, you know, we need each other and it's like we need to let other people be that for us at times, yeah? And not be the the sort of, you know, little stone tower, you know, but to allow other people to be what makes a difference. And how much that sense of shared support, isn't it, with with particular friends or um, particular situations where we, we can really feel that sense of shared intention, of shared interest, of sort of mutually supportive um, energy of an, an intention. And how true this is in every, everything maybe that's really worth doing. Sometimes I was never here at the beginning of IMS, you know, and you hear stories and I get a really strong sense that, you know, there was a fairly small group of people um, and somehow something miraculous emerged from that. And then many, many others came and, 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 and it rolled and it grew. And I found this lovely quote from um, someone called Margaret Mead, who said, Never doubt that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Yeah, so somehow that sense of also the shared determination, you know, let's do this. I sometimes, I was at a staff meeting, I'm a staff meeting today with sitting around with quite a lot of the staff feeling just such a deep sense of gratitude for this shared commitment that everybody has to keep this thing going. (laughs) Really beautiful and takes a lot of determination, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. Nothing worthwhile is. So, um, just maybe a little bit more. Um, so I just wanted to talk just a little bit about the place of resolve in meditation. Is I think we're doing it all the time, aren't we? You know, when we're selecting a suitable theme, whether it's the breathing, mindfulness of breathing, or body or metta and different different ways we can kind of yeah different themes and then the sense of committing to that and then kind of getting swept away again and again (laughs) coming back and coming back and beginning again and deepening and then being able to stay longer and 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 the process of calming and strengthening and softening and opening you all you all know this you will experience this many times 
and that sense of how that process is not it's not rigid is it there's not it's it's, it's like sort of flexible it's like ah oh, there it goes off it goes and it's coming back and then adjusting you know i need to sit a bit longer or a bit less or but the commitment is still absolutely clear i think this is so important and sometimes difficult for us to realize a sense of strong commitment that retains a sense of flexibility that is like a wise responsiveness right you know you all i different ways isn't it and i maybe like many of you early in my practice i would just sit there like for hours feeling this intense pain in the body for no good result really except for like yeah you know I'll show them something, something really, um, to me that's when I think of some of those times for me, maybe there was some good learning from it, but also just um, a kind of confusion around, again, the difference between commitment and fixation. (laughs) I was like, um, so commitment and staying with the program but a wise responsiveness which takes account of our capacity, our energy, our health. Yeah, all of this. I think that's very, very helpful for following through, but retaining that sense of there's room here for exploring, you know. Um, Maybe on a very, very subtle level, it's actually the Vitaka Vichara, it's kind of that continual process that in the mind is touching and it's feeling out in a very fine way it's like that's always that element of uh, sort of more direct touching pointing and then there's this feeling out exploring and I um, yeah I wanted to share a, a beautiful sentence I don't know if I got it here did I Write it down. Talk amongst yourselves. No, no, don't mean that. <laughs> um, right, so this just to touch a little bit, just briefly on the more subtle level of, of, of resolve where, you know, when the mind is more steady, soft, flexible, kind of uh, open that you can feel the possibility of just in very subtle, gentle ways, you can kind of direct, shape, kind of shift, um, shape the practice, shape the the mind by simply, so in deepening samadhi, this is is from Ajahn Sachito, this is an amazing sentence, I guess a lot of amazing sentences, as the mind gets calmer, then the resolve is to enjoy that calm so that happiness deepens the mind's settledness. So here's another one of the core principles in the Buddhist teachings that I love so much. Okay, so the mind gets calm. As the mind gets calmer, then the resolve is, so a little bit of calm, maybe a lot of calm, but even a little bit, bit calmer than I was five minutes ago. Great. Notice that. (laughs) 
notice that, so the resolve, may I notice that calm? Ah. And then the happiness, the enjoyment of that calm is what deepens the calm. Yeah, this is so important and so helpful. And there's a natural process. And I think if we really understand that, it can help orientate us so much, you know, in any, in any state of mind, really. Very, you know, not so settled or very settled. So can we get a sense of that? The resolve, the intention, the interest, can I, may I notice any degree of calm? And in noticing that, and, and enjoy, may I enjoy? I don't know, you can... You know, you can come up with these little resolve phrases and just let that happen naturally. And then the enjoyment, you know, and there's this natural process then by which if the, if the mind is happy, the body kind of relaxes. And if the body's relaxed, then the mind's happier to be here. So, oh, yeah, it's quite nice here. Feels all right. And it's not, it doesn't want to rush off into you know, yesterday and next week and them and him and then us and me and all that. So I know, easier said than done, but I think this is a really wonderful example where if we really understand this, it's incredibly practical. We can apply it. We can apply it here and now. Yeah. So just that different, different level of resolve. And... um, Mm. Yeah, I wanted to share another piece from um, Ajahn Suchita, but I think I'm going to put it on the board. Um, it's from his book on the paramis, which are in, it's in the library if you want to look at it. And I just, there's a really lovely sort of process he suggests for how either in your life or with your practice you want to kind of explore this in a way, the, the resolve as a practice, right, as an art, as something to learn, as something to, like, yeah, practice, get, get good at, or learn, like, how, how does one make resolves? How, how, how do you do that skillfully? So, you know, rather than just saying, right, I'm going to, it's like there's this process of reflection, as I was referring to earlier, about purpose, but that, this is going to give us a much, much firmer basis for, um, yeah, if you like, making resolves are actually more likely to, to work <laughs> and to be successful. I think I'm going to put that on the board. Um, let's see. So, uh, I actually want to... The last piece I'd like to share is actually from the Buddha. And I thought about sharing it at the beginning, but anyway, I'm sharing it at the end. And it's from a sutta, and so you can check it out if you want to read the sutta. It's the number 120 in the middle length sayings. And in this, um, the Buddha talks about four wise determinations four wise resolves and as often no I, I want to I'll just share this I've got a bit of a precy of it here 
that it's a doorway, you know, all these Dharma doors, and you know, this is this is this is this is one. This is and the way that skillful practice, you know, different forms, different ways that manifests. So many, ha- so many of those skillful practices kind of open, open, if you like, the Dharma door, deepen the way, kind of other, uh, draw us on into deeper wisdom and understanding. Um, so there's there's a, there's a lot here, but um, maybe I'll just share the the four. And then I'll pause and then I'll... Yeah. So these are the four wise resolutions. And maybe if you're thinking about resolutions, you can see if it's somehow sort of connected with one or more of these. One should not be negligent of discernment. So to me this is also interesting as a way of not just the discernment, you know, panya, wisdom, this... One should not be negligent of. So interesting commitment to not doing something, to not be negligent. Um, and then the second one: one should guard the truth. So then that's a commitment to, isn't it, guarding, protecting something precious. So there's, yeah, that's the commitment is to protect, protecting truth, truthfulness, our sense, our connection with what's true, what we know to be true. And the third one is one should be devoted to relinquishment. It's interesting, this so... The commitment is to be devoted to relinquishment, to letting go. And the fourth one is to train only for calm. And this is this is one that exercises me sometimes. When I think train only for calm. Aren't we supposed to be training other things as well? So I think this is very, very. You know, it's like whoa. Okay, this is quite a train only for calm. That that is so important. It is so important, isn't it? And and we know that sense of how in the teachings of samadhi and calm is is what is is what allows insight, the transformative insight to arise. Anyway, if you want to, you can explore this more if you wish. So I'd like to close these reflections by just sharing my praise of the whole passage um, and you'll see how um, it rolls out into liberation. So one should not be negligent of discernment, should guard the truth, be devoted to relinquishment and train only for calm. When one knows earth, water, fire, wind, space and consciousness as they are, this is not me, this is not mine, this is not myself, 
then one discerns that feeling arises on contact and that feeling ceases on the cessation of contact then equanimity remains pure, bright, malleable and one neither fabricates nor mentally fashions for the sake of becoming or unbecoming this being the case one is not sustained by anything in the world unsustained one is not agitated unagitated one is totally unbound right within So may our practice deepen and flourish for our own long-lasting welfare and benefit and for the long-lasting welfare and benefit of all beings everywhere. Thank you for your kind attention. So let's close our evening together by chanting the... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.